Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 26th. I'm your host, John June, and this guy over here is Greg Penniman, and he is healthy and he is ready. Greg, how are you feeling today, man? You uh, feeling much better? You are muted, sir. Definitely much better. Uh, definitely, you know, my heart is still, you know, hurting because the Yankees did get eliminated, but... It's all good. Wrong sport, you know, Greg. Wrong sport. It's all good. And now we're on to NBA season. But, you know, we're here to talk about that Thursday night football. So, you know, we hear Brady, Lamar, uh, you know, wish the will, Tampa Bay Bucks was a little better. But I, I will maybe, tolerate maybe. the basketball talk. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But cool. I will not tolerate the baseball. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I mean, it, obviously it sucked that the Yankees got eliminated. I mean – no wonder you were so sick on Monday between the yeah. Yankees and yeah. all the injuries that took place in fantasy yeah. football. And it was bad. It was just a bad. It was it was gut punches. It I was. Mean, I I was barely I was I was a shell of myself, Greg, on this show recording it. Um, yeah, I, I was of, fucking. I mean, Brees. Yeah, man. Oh man, that's real. It's it's sad. It's really sad. Like very sad. Very sad. We got to count that as the breakout of the year, though, for sure. Like, oh, yeah, already. Gonna, yeah, we're counting that. We're I'm counting gonna take that. credit for it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Like, That's when we the, do the, the what goes right or what yeah. you know, the calls episode. I'll definitely be talking about Brees Hall. And yeah, I mean, I'll just say it because I never got the chance to say it. But these last few weeks, even before the Denver game, he was on a, a, a 17 game pace of a 1500 yard rushing season and 500 yards receiving. Yeah, that was the kind of year he was having. Yeah, he's RB1. He's putting up Saquon rookie year numbers. Like he he was balling. He, yeah, he was balling. Hey man, just draft him in the first round next year. You got it. Oh, I'm gonna get a discount because of the ACL, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Second round. <laughs> <laughs> Like around stashing my IR spot for six weeks and then we'll call it that, you know. Yeah. Um, but we do gotta talk a little bit about some news though, because as a result of the, the Brees Hall injury, the Jets go out and make a trade, you know, right before the trade deadline on November 1st, but they go out to acquire Jacksonville running back James Robinson. And so obviously this has an impact on two backfields. Um but let me just hear, I guess, the reaction, you know, in Jacksonville and then, you know, how you see James Robinson fitting in with, with the Jets here. Well, definitely, definitely happy for all the Travis Etienne managers out there. I'm sure they're having a party right now. Uh, even with the trend up, Travis Etienne was trending up in usage and, and uh, production anyway. But now he is fully unleashed as a RB1, the breakout that, you know, uh, we saw, we thought we were going to see last year, his rookie season. Right away, um, yeah, he he's gonna be rest of the season RB one for sure, um, rushing, carrying, uh, passing, receiving the ball. So uh, you you got to be really happy for him and his uh, his usage going forward. And then for yeah, the Jets, I mean, they didn't trade James Robinson for no reason, so they're gonna definitely use him. Um, I think him and you know Michael Carter will get used, but I think eventually James Robinson will be the the lead guy. 
Uh, maybe it'll take a week or at most two weeks, but I think James Robinson in a team that is a, a very good running offense, a team that wants to run the ball can have some RB1 upside. Yeah, and when I was recording, um, you know, the waiver wire episode, I talked about, you know, Michael Carter might be available out there. You know, go pick up Ty Johnson because he's somebody that, you know, would would you think form a committee with Michael Carter. And then, you know, I, I, I stopped recording. I, you know, I had a meeting I had to go to. I get to the meeting and my phone is going off. Like, you know, I get the alert. James Robinson gets traded. And I was like, well, there goes that podcast information, you know. So, um yeah, you know, I, I agree with your reaction to, you know, what what takes place in Jacksonville now. Travis Etienne, he, you know, the take, the takeover already happened. Yeah. Uh, this past Sunday, right? Uh, James Robinson saw zero touches. Uh, did see a target uh, in the in the end zone, though. So it's not completely unutilized in that game. Uh, however, you know, Etienne, he has, he's been balling these last few weeks. Uh, got the opportunity last week to be the guy bald and and so i you know i think obviously he's he's an rb1 rest of season um and if you i don't know maybe you were the james robinson owner and you 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 bought low on travis etn because he was a high draft pick you know fourth round draft pick in in fantasy drafts um third fourth round pick and um you know, James Robinson started the year as a starter so who knows you could have gone out probably bought etn and now you got a little stock split here yeah, man, that would have been so ideal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyone that bought him, yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, definitely. So you know, ETN, that's great. Um, James Robinson is going to a good offense that's going to run the football. You know, one that's predicated on running the football. Uh, I do think there is a split between him and Michael Carter, um, where Brees was. You know, Brees was getting, you know, Brees had worked his way up to like getting 70% of that work, 65, 70% of that work. Michael Carter was getting the remaining of it. Um, I don't know if the talent disparity between James Robinson and, you know, Michael Carter is the, the gap is not as large between Brees Hall and Michael Carter, in my opinion. So I think that that split probably ends up closer to like a 55, 45, 60, 40, maybe eventually getting the Robinsons, you know, favor because he is a bigger back, um, which I think is what the Jets were trying to, to get done here when they when they went out. And because uh, that's obviously we, we know Brees Hall's home run ability. You're not going to be able to replace that. Um, but what they what Brees Hall really brought what the, the Jets did not have was a, a big running back at over 220 pounds uh, that can, you know, run through arm tackles you know, get tough yards and James Robinson definitely brings that. So there's going to be, it's going to be, a, it, it could very well be a, um, you know, a, a mess. <laughs> it could be one of those backfields that, um, you know, frustrates us week to week. Uh, but yeah, I think Robinson definitely has some RB2 value rest of season for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, I mean, definitely no slouch of a player, I mean, you know, early in the season, he was, you know, doing pretty well. Always mm-hmm. uh, efficient, pretty running back. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for both both offenses. I'm glad. I'm, I'm excited. The Jets bought like just bought anything like that. That that shows the mentality of the team right now. They they trying to win some games. They're trying to get that playoff spot. Greg, you don't make me shed a tear here on this <laughs> podcast, okay? So uh... <laughs> now if the Giants would just buy a wide receiver, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean. That's what, uh, I mean 
you're you're paying one a lot of money right now. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Oh, oh man. Hey, who knows, man? Wandell Robinson season, you know? True. That's true. Facts. <laughs> um. <clears throat> all right, let's talk about. Well, before we talk about Thursday night football, because it is our Thursday night football preview where we do break down Thursday night football, give out some bold predictions, which actually turn out to be prop bets now, um, and give out some streams of the week because we always got to do that. We always got to start the week out with some streams of the week. And so, Greg, you seem to be going to a place where I went to last week. Where are you going? Yes, sir. I'm going to you know Daniel Jones. No, not not Danny Dimes because he doesn't he doesn't get his points off passes. Wait, did you say Daniel Jones? I I did I did. Wait, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Daniel you didn't. Jones is, I know <laughs> yeah. I didn't. It's because he's rostered in too yes. many. He's rostered over. I, I would have taken Daniel Jones. Anyone that if you see Daniel Jones out there, go get him right now. <laughs> but I'm going with Davis Mills versus Tennessee. He's not percent rostered. Uh, just over the last couple of weeks, you know, he's been playing pretty well. Uh, he's going against easy defenses. Um, so I think, you know, he's definitely a player that can, um, help you out and not kill you pretty much in, in this matchup, uh, against Tennessee, Tennessee has been a pretty bad defense throughout the season, uh, through for three Oh two last week and two touchdowns. So he's, uh, he's been finding a groove, um, you know, over the last four weeks, you know, he's got at least 240 yards. So three of the last four weeks. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing David Mills, con- you know, continue to catch up for his team and, uh, throw a lot of passes. Yeah, I like that one. Um, obviously, went to Davis Mills last week. Go get Daniel Jones, though, for sure. Go get that. Yeah, man. go get go go do yourself a favor. Go get Daniel Jones. Go get Justin Fields. Go, go get Justin Fields. Justin Fields is running, man. He's running. Yeah, um, they both running. They both running. So, and and I think there was a a comment Justin Fields made about they're taking some plays from Baltimore which is huge in my opinion, because if you are going to build a team around Justin Fields, you're going to build an offense. That's the one that I would choose. But Justin Fields is not my stream of the week. I'm actually going back to a well I went to last week, and I obviously not Davis Mills, but I'm going to go against Las Vegas, and I'm going with Andy Dalton. And when this day started, this stream of the week was a little bit more complicated because I had Andy Dalton slash Jameis Winston Whoever it was going to be, I didn't care. I was willing to play one of them, um, and Dalton was the most available, uh, and he's 5% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. And then it was announced today that he is the starter. So we're just flat-out Andy Dalton, period, uh, versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas Vegas gives up the most fantasy points over their last three games. And again, with some big names on by, I'm willing to play the matchup game here in in a game where we should, you know, he should have to score some points. Uh, if this, if any of this sounds familiar, it's because it's the same exact blurb that I read last week when I recommended Davis Mills. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the upside a little bit better for Dalton, though, this week. Uh, you know, his pass defense stinks right now, and he's in the more explosive offense in terms of, of the weapons around him. So uh, definitely love Andy Dalton's upside to finish as a QB1 this week. Yeah, definitely. Surprised, but not a surprise that uh you know they decided to pinch Jameis. Um, I think they would have given him a little more bigger sample size, but you know they might like they like what they're seeing from Andy Dawn, and I mean they're putting up points. So honestly, you close your eyes, you look at the stats at the end of the year, and these guys are the same quarterback. The difference True. is just True. how it's gonna look, really. True. Um, and Jameis is not healthy right now, so yeah. As long as they keep Taysom involved, that's all I ask. 
Sir. <laughs> uh, well, Greg, you, you, you're not playing Taysom Hill at tight end this week, but who is your not. tight end stream of the week? I'm going with Kadon again. Well, not again, but versus Baltimore, 13% rostered. Uh, came down to, you know, check that injury report. Cameron Bray is out. And in those games where Cameron Bray is out, Kadon seems to show up. Uh, in the last game, you know, he was out. Um, well, la- last week he had four receptions for 64 yards. Uh, the first time uh, he, Cameron Bray was out, he had six receptions for 43 yards on, on seven targets. So he's going to get targeted at least six or seven times. Uh, you definitely want that from a streaming tight end. He had a, you know, a snap percentage was pretty high last week as well at 81%. So he's playing at a, a high clip. Um, and then and passing offense, that's they want to, you know, get a little better. Um, and I think they want to definitely keep using the tight end. And K-Don is definitely part of that plan. So I uh, like him tomorrow night against Baltimore. I like that too. The matchup is good. You know, Baltimore allows seventh most fancy points to a tight end position over the last three weeks. So definitely a good uh, option there. I'm going with your tight end stream of the week from last week, and that is Hunter Henry because he gets a matchup against the New York Jets. And, um, you know, over the last three games, the New York Jets defense, they've been a pretty much a bad matchup for everything but the tight end where they allow the ninth most PPR points to the position during that span. Henry over his last three games has averages of 15 and a half percent target share to go along with 14 yards per reception. I, I expect him to make some plays on Sunday finish potentially as a top eight tight end in PPR leagues this week. Yeah, definitely like that. The, I will throw out another name. Um, Cause you know, I, I was, I was down on him. You know, last week after he had a big game and he actually didn't come through, but his peripherals were really good. And and that is um, Mike Gusecki. Okay. Uh, had, seven, had seven targets last week. And just looking really quick, he gets a matchup against Detroit, which uh, over the last three weeks allows the fourth most PPR points to the tight end position. So Mike Gusecki. To any position. No, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, um, but over the, you know, uh, you know, Mike Gusecki is there's this thing's two prong though too, right? Cause he's been more involved. Matchup is good, but his name is constantly coming up in trade rumors. Mm. So, you know, Gusecki could end up on a roster like the Packers, for example. I know his name was tossed around there. I don't really know. I mean, the Packers could make that move. It was because they're like, oh, well, if you can't get a receiver, then just get a pass-catching tight end, which gotcha. is like, okay. I mean, I don't think that'll solve that problem, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> it would solve the tight end landscape problem, though. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would. yeah. So, uh, sorry, Robert Tunyon. Sorry, Bobby. We love you. We appreciate you. But uh, Mike Gusecki, greater sign, Robert Tunyon, uh, in, in, the, in a vacuum. Greg, you like, should we just call this your defense right now? Like, have you just picked them up and rostered them in all your leagues? Cause you're going back to this well for I the have. third week in a row. I have. I mean, the 30% rostered, gotta go with the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> going against Cleveland on Monday night. And yo, they, they play Carolina next week. So you know I'm gonna make them next week as well if they don't get up to 50%. Uh so <laughs> uh oh, yeah, they'll be that, way I over mean, 50% by then. I, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Carolina is yeah, it's cake. Um, so yeah, three sacks last week. I mean, they helped, you know, the Atlanta Falcons 17 points. They did a really good job uh, against a struggling offense. 
that just wants to run the ball. So it was an easy offense to defend. Cleveland, kind of similar. They do throw a lot to Mark Cooper, but I think they can hold it down for them, get sack the quarterback, uh, get some picks on Jacoby Brissett. And, um, you know, you know, for a streaming defense, that's that's really what you're asking for. Um, ability, maybe get some sacks, a turnover here and there. And, you know, thanks. if you want to play the next week game, you have them for two weeks now. Yeah, I like I like this one. Um, you know, hopefully you guys have just picked them up and just held them for this long because Greg has been recommending them for three weeks now. So, uh, but if not, and they're not available, then maybe you could look to my defensive stream of the week, which is the Seattle Seahawks going up against the New York Giants, 8% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. They are home. They are favored. And I'm projecting them for the fourth most sacks on the week against the Giants again somewhat recycled blurb from last week when I picked Jacksonville who I projected for the fifth most sacks but here we are with the Seattle and the fourth most and they've been you know Tariq Woolen he's been a good corner been been taking the ball away um which Daniel Jones hasn't really turned the ball over much this year so I mean they don't really throw the ball it's okay <laughs> well he hasn't fumbled it either it's true that is true I'll give you that that's that's impressive he did fall He's down good. mid run though the other day. Oh, I mean you saw that surprise. one, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I was like, not, was, again. <laughs> not again. I was like, oh, he's about to break it. He's about to break it. And then my man just falls. It's like, come on. That, like, that <sighs> Philly run, like the 60 yard Philly run. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Not again, man. Not again. That was that was even more alarming though. That the last one was like maybe someone could have caught him, but what's when damage was breaks out, man, he looks so fast. Like it's crazy. I mean, he, he's I mean, he, he's fast. He's a long strider. What is he like? Six five, yeah. six six. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely. It's again. Some quarterbacks that you have on your fantasy team just don't watch the game. Don't <laughs> watch the game. No, just don't watch no, the no. game. <laughs> I'm forced um, to because I'm a Giants fan. So there you go. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I here mean, to watch Saquon. Don't even get me started on watching my quarterback play because that man. <laughs> Gives me a heart attack. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. Let's go on to Thursday Night Football. And it is a game featuring the four and three Baltimore Ravens who are traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the three and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where this game has a 44 and a half point total. And the Bucks are one and a half point home underdogs here. <clears throat> Weather's okay. In terms of injuries, on the Baltimore side, defensive lineman Calais Campbell, he's out with an illness. Tight end Mark Andrews, he's questionable with a knee. He's been dealing with that knee since last week. Running back Gus Edwards, he's limited with a knee. Um, you know, I think that's just probably maintenance. And then on the Tampa Bay side, Sean Murphy bunting. He's out with a quad. Antoine Winfield Jr. out with a concussion. Guard Luke Gadecki out with a lower leg injury. Cornerback Carlton Davis out with a hip. Tight end Cameron Brait out with a neck. Um, wide receiver Russell Gage out with a hamstring. Linebacker KJ Britt. KJ Britt was placed on injured reserve with an ankle. And our good old friend Julio Jones is a game time decision with a knee injury. And Greg, after all of these injuries, I now have to ask you for your analysis on this game. I'm going to take the under i'm gonna take baltimore to cover and baltimore to win um yeah on the baltimore side 
it's pretty 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 simple. Lamar Jackson, of course, you're throwing him out there. It must start. Uh, Mark Andrews is also a must start. Um, I think now we can add Gus Edwards into this conversation. Um, you know, right away they they put him in. Uh, you know, he's going to get a lot of the goal goal line usage, so he can get touchdown upside for sure. So I'm I'm placing him in that RB two category right away. Um, and then for the Tampa Bay side, um, Tom Brady definitely been struggling a little bit this year. The offense has been struggling. Uh, I think I got him. He's still a start. I don't think you're benching Tom Brady in this matchup. Baltimore secondary is kind of weak. I'm going to give him QB high and QB two, you know, like borderline one. Uh, Fournette, though, must start. If anyone, I'm probably start anyone on the team is Fournette and definitely Mike Evans for sure. Um, if he's going to force the feed it to anyone, it's going to be Mike Evans as a wide receiver one. Chris Godwin is a wide receiver, low end wide receiver two. Um, and Kadon, uh, tight end shooting the week. Uh, I think he has some tight end one upside for sure. Yeah, I switched. I'm not going to lie. I switched my pick like right before we started recording. Um, because I was originally going to come in here. I was going to tell you under. I was going to tell you Tampa Bay to cover Tampa Bay to win. And my logic was mm. going to simply be the fact that there's no way Tom Brady at three and four is going to lose his third game in a row. That's never has never happened, right? Or has like been Tom like... Brady's never lost three games in a row. I mean, we've gone see we've gone seasons where he hasn't even lost three games. Yeah, I think they did show. I did see a stat recently. Them trying to say that it's either been a really long time, like twenty years, some, or it just never happened. I think. Yeah. So I was getting ready on here to be like, well, you know, prime Brady, time too. Brady losing prime time back Ooh. against the wall. <laughs> But then I saw this injury report, and then I thought about it, and I've thought about that was the old Brady. And when I say the old Brady, I mean the young Brady. Mm -hmm. The young Brady was the one that strikes fear in my heart. This Brady right now, I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. So we always said, you know, father time was undefeated, but Brady kept out running him. I love those LeBron James commercials, by the way, versus Father Tom. I don't know if you've seen that Nike I have not campaign. Seen it. Oh, they're they're perfect. They're perfect. <laughs> LeBron James versus Father Time. It's perfect. <laughs> I will I will definitely look at that. Um, you know, when we get off of here, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't. Brady has. Well, I, I'm going to just give my pick now. I'm going to take the under. I'm yeah. going to take Baltimore to cover. I'm taking Baltimore to win. Um, <clears throat> You know, on the Baltimore side, Lamar has been underwhelming, uh, to say the least, these last few weeks. Through the first four weeks of the season, he was the QB1, averaging 28.8 points per game. These last three weeks, you know, he's the QB20, averaging 13.9 points per game. He threw a combined 11 touchdown passes while running for two more in those first four games, compared to just two passing touchdowns, no rushing touch touchdowns over the last three. So hoping he could turn it around here against a, a Tampa Bay defense that's allowing the 11th most fantasy points to the quarterback position, um, but is also, you know, obviously coming in this game with, with a bunch of injuries in the secondary. I mean, Sean Murphy bunting, Antoine Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis, that's, you know, two starting corners and a starting safety right there. Uh, so definitely a blow there. Um, 
you know, I expect Gus Edwards to be in the art, you know, be an RB two in this matchup. The touchdown opportunities are going to be there for him. Uh, you know, we saw what Carolina was able to do against this rush defense, and and honestly, Baltimore is a team where like I don't care how good your run defense is because they're going to yeah. run it, and yeah. the way that they run it, like it it doesn't really like no, it, no. it's just different. So I, I'm you, willing you to adjust to them. Exactly. You adjust for Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, Bateman. Seems to be back in the lineup, um, you know, was limited with some foot injuries, you know, uh, at the start of the week, um, you know, but he, I think he's back in business as a low end wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside, uh, Duvernay, low end desperation flex, you know, Mark Andrews, if if he can go, which I, I think he will go, but he, he is a little bit limited, but obviously you're not going to bench him. Um, you're just going to treat him as a top, top two tight end option on the Tampa Bay side. I think I really just want to play for net, uh, not just want to play for net. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I want to play for net as a volume based RB one, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you know, they're both wide receiver twos for me. Uh, you know, the past defense for, for Baltimore has actually gotten better over these last few weeks. They've been, you know, choking opposing pass offenses, allowing the 22nd most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the 29th most PPR points to the wide receiver position. Um, so over this is over the last three weeks, so I'm willing to play the wide receivers, um, but not Brady in this instance. Again, he hasn't he hasn't been good. I'm trying to find his um, trying to pull up his fantasy finishes if I can, um, but you know he hasn't again hasn't been hasn't been somebody that you know he's not winning you games right. Like if you start no, you started not. Daniel Jones, like you'd be in a in a better you know, a better situation. Um, and let me see if I can pull. Yeah. I'd probably start Daniel Jones over Brady this week. Yeah. I mean, you would, you would, you would have to, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Granted Mike Evans did drop a 70 yard touchdown last week. It would have helped both of them a lot. It would have probably made Mike Evans definitely wide receiver one. Brady Um, has only finished as a quarterback one twice out of the seven games that he's played thus far. That was mm-hmm. against Kansas City in week four and Atlanta in week five. But every other time he's been outside the top 15 um, with three bottom 20 finishes out of the seven starts. So and one of those and one of the ones that wasn't a bottom 20 was 19. So 26, 28, 19, 4, 7, 16, 21. And the last two matchups were good. I know what you said, obviously, the Mike Evans thing. You know, if he catches that touchdown, we're probably talking about a different day about Brady and Mike Evans. So um, just not – again, like I said, Daniel Jones, I'd be willing to start him. Uh, if, you know, Justin Fields is playing Dallas. So I'm not going to go in that. You know, I'm not going there. Uh, I would I would, I would, would go yeah. – <laughs> I would go Andy Dalton, you know, against Las Vegas. Um, so just things like that. Uh, Derek Carr – even that one's scary. Derek Carr against New Orleans, but eh. it's only when you don't predict it. You know, if you're the saying, Derek Carr one, yeah, so I yeah, can't yeah, make yeah. my start of the week this week. Is what you're saying? No, 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 no. That's the only way he has a good week, man. You just got to do it silently. Well, and then you know your stream of the week. You know, I, you know, he's definitely got stream appeal for me. Kate Otten, you know, like like I said at the top, Baltimore allows the seventh most. Fancy points at tight end position over the last three weeks, and Kate Otten sees a ton of volume when Cameron Brate is <clears> out. 
Um, Greg, it's time that I ask you for your bold prediction. We've made this prop-based these last few weeks. I think last week you went Alvin Kamara in a touch. Uh, this week, or last week, I went DeAndre Hopkins over 70, which we got, um, and a touchdown, which we did not get. Did not. Um, Greg, what do you got this week? Fan, we're going with the Gus Edwards anytime touchdown scorer. I believe I could check the odds on that, but yeah, I'm I'm going with Gus Edwards to score a touchdown pretty much. Um, Gus Edwards yeah. on FanDuel Sportsbook anytime touchdown prop is plus one forty. I like it. I like that one as well. I like okay. it. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't really seen something that I really like. Um, but I, I'll give you something right now. Two player prop parlay. Okay. I'm gonna take Brady's Brady, Tom Brady under 275 yes. and a half passing yards. I was looking at that too. I like that. To go along with Lamar Jackson over 208 and a half passing yards. That one is the one I feel the least confident in, only because of the, you know, Mark Andrews' health, <clears throat> I think that has a, a big part, right? Because last week, I don't know. We don't know if it was the injury that was limiting Mark Andrews and his, you know, his involvement in the offense. But if you ask, you know, Lamar Jackson, he'll say that the Browns were doing a lot to scheme, to scheme, uh, you know, to take Andrews away via their scheme. So um that prop right there under again Tom Brady under 275 and a half to go along with Lamar Jackson over 208 and a half is plus 246 on FanDuel Sportsbook. So that is my my prop for Thursday night football. My I like that bold like prediction. That. And you know, let's see what happens if you take my bold prediction and you parlay it with Greg's bold prediction. That's what, I, that's what I'm gonna do. That's that's what I'm oh, gonna do. Oh yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is plus eight ten. So. <laughs> yeah so um you know, definitely, um, you know, play along with us. We'll see what happens. We'll see if yeah. we, you know, five dollars for plus eight ten. You know, yeah, you know, that's that's nice. That's nice money right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's hey, look, like I said, you know, last two weeks ago, Brian Robinson over sixty. You know, that one hit and a touch, um, and he got the touch. That and he so got that the touch. hit too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this week we, you know, last week I went D Hop. Over 70 and, and a touch. Obviously, those both didn't hit, but the over 70, which was plus money. If you if you got in on that, then that was good. So um play along with us and hopefully you guys you guys make some make some cash out of this uh sure. out of this as well. Uh Greg, before we close this out, um I do want to ask you your thoughts on some players. And whether they are snip snip candidates, um, because we're in week seven or week eight rather. Week eight, oh, it's crazy. We know mostly <laughs> what we think we know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know, teams are going into bye weeks, which means we're about to learn a whole. We're about to learn something completely different, right? Because teams are going to come out of the bye, and we're going to think we know we know something yeah. about them, and then 
little do they little do we know that they self-scouted themselves and then you have shown me rookie like rookie players do break out after bye weeks though i remember you telling me that so yeah that's that's a good trend yeah i think i'm gonna put that on a mug rookies after the bye <laughs> rookies after i the like bye that week. rookies <laughs> after the bye <laughs> um yeah actually the one rookie you know um who is coming off a bye who i'm very interested in um this is low probability of hitting because the player in who's also in his backfield is playing really well is James Cook in Buffalo. Um, you know, a, a running back, I think he, I think he was a second or third round pick. Uh, there was some mm-hmm. there's some there's some some good capital invested in him. Um and he was a good player coming out of Georgia. And he's got pedigree. His you know, his older brother is Dalvin Cook, the running back from Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And so you know, he's been he's looked good in spurts. Uh but like we always say rookies after the bye week, that's a good opportunity for teams to get those rookies more involved, you know, find out what they're good at, what they need to work on and, you know, um, you know, basically get some good production out of them. I think one of my biggest rookie after the bye week calls was DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, man. I'll never forget <laughs> it. I'll never forget it. Let's go. Be swift. Um, so yeah, just, you know, James Cook plays on Sunday night, so just scoop him up. Um, you know, see what happens, or maybe you, maybe if your league is not super active, you can wait until after the one o'clock games, you know, kick off, and and um, you know, you know, let's say you picked up somebody, or you know, maybe another backup running back, and and you know, you see how that goes, um, and then you you can scoop up, you know, James Cook, um, but yeah, just something to note. But Greg, let's talk about some guys that are underperforming right now, that. You know, managers are trying to got to figure out what to do. Um, so I'm going to throw this one out there because you weren't here on Monday, and <clears throat> you know I talked about it. Um, but I, it's probably not. It's probably harder for me to make that decision than you. But Kyle Pitts. Oh, I mean, you made the decision for us in one of our <laughs> leagues. I was, I was really, I had to refresh the app a couple of times actually because I, I thought that something happened and yeah we we dropped Kyle Pitts I'm 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 here with you I'm snip step of of Kyle Pitts man he he you can't get single digit yards what he got a single digit yards last week he was close to getting it the previous week even though he got a touchdown like this man is now entering t- touchdown or not category for a tight like a tight end so we don't we don't want that that's not a player I mean, we want no roster every week that whole that whole Atlanta offense is entering <laughs> touchdown or not territory. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, it's tough. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Snip, snip is is here. But when you have hot streams out there um, that you can take for injured players or just players that can give you a safer floor, you 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 you'll take that at this point over Calpit. What about Russell Wilson? Oh, also snip snip. I was snip snip last week when he got hurt uh and didn't wear him to play uh this week. But even even coming back, I was uh, you know, I just you know don't think it's not the I don't see them becoming an explosive offense overnight. So it would at least take another couple of weeks for them to get their groove. Um but I did hear reports he did do four hours, four to eight hours on the plane. He did do some high knees, so he's ready to to hurdle some people. 
ready to maybe get some rushing yards out there. So <laughs> he's he, he's he's getting ready. Oh, oh the man, meme, the, the best ready. meme I saw was him like saying the Broncos team is going crazy fire over him doing high knees and, and praying for four to eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody was like, Oh, did he, he probably left his seat reclined. And then <laughs> when the, when, when the, when the flight was over, he ran to the front of the, uh, ran to the front of the aisle <laughs> as the plane landed and he was clapping the whole way. <laughs> Just making him yeah. seem like the worst <clears throat> plane ride passenger ever. You, you, hopefully, um, they yeah. have some Beats on, some AirPods Pro, noise canceling, uh, or something. Yeah, just knocked out. <laughs> um, what about Cam Acres? That is an interesting name because the only mm. reason to hold on to him is the hope that he eventually gets traded and goes to a a football team where you know, maybe has a, a more defined role in the offense. Well, do we, do you know exactly when the NFL trade deadline is? It's November 1st. November 1st. So that's very soon. Very soon. So I'd be willing to hear the argument of waiting one week if you're in a good position, but if not, I'm, I'm snip stepping him as well. I mean, the Jets were probably the best option short term and they didn't make that move. Is so. it crazy that I didn't want him? Like no, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's for more performance for Cam Akers. So that's what that's more probably concerning. You don't think it's yeah. you said you, you don't think it's poor performance. You're saying, yeah, I don't think it's performance of why he's not like playing for the Rams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's performance. Um, <clears throat> so it's risky. but his performance hasn't been great, right? So yeah. Uh, I agree. I think one more week is probably the limit because that gives you the trade deadline. And yeah, you know, after that, it's pretty much like what you know, you yeah, you you pretty yeah. much have to, to even in it. even in like keeper leagues, I can't make the argument for for keeping him either. Yeah, it's really that's that's really tough. Um, yeah. what about so I know Elijah Moore was somebody that we said was a snip snip candidate a mm-hmm. while ago but does he intrigue you now with maybe some of the changes that might be happening in the Jets offense mm, not really i think i've had to see it first um yeah i mean i do like to add someone before spending fab budget on them. So maybe Sunday morning, if you're, you know, have some raw roster spot, you can add Elijah Moore. Um, and then if he, you know, has the same performance as he's been, you know, having throughout the year, you can drop him. But uh, yeah, I mean, if maybe him complaining will get him the ball more. So uh, there's a chance for that as well. Uh, they lost Priest Hall, one of the best players. So we'll see. Yeah, and I think that's my that's my logic as well. Um, I did scoop him up in a couple of other leagues. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to see if I could make room in the league with extraordinary people. I was not able to, and sure enough, he was scooped up. Um, probably if you know, as we were recording this podcast, he was scooped up. Um, actually, no, it was around one one p.m. today, so not not that crazy. Um, lunchtime, that lunchtime, but, yeah, <laughs> that lunchtime. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he's a player. You know, obviously we know the talent. You know, he's he's done good things in this league before. We've seen it. Uh, the Jets are a run-centric offense, but, you know, we know the talent that Brees Hall was. And, you know, any team that has a, a player like, you know, a Brees Hall or, um, you know, a Jonathan Taylor, you know, one of these premier, you know, these good running backs, that's, that offense is going to run through them, at least, you know, mo- most of them usually do. And so without that, I, I think that the the Jets are probably going to throw the ball a little bit more than they have in recent weeks. And they, like you said, Squeaky Will gets the grease in, in regards to, you know, have him having complained about his touches. Robert Sala even said, the head coach said, you know, we'll see if we can get him the ball and, you know, make, you know, make some plays. Because, the you know, no way to cut it, right? Like Brees Hall was probably one of the – he was the best playmaker that the Jets had. And so when you're a play – when you're a play caller, you're not like, oh, this is my best play. You're like, these are my best playmakers. And Elijah Moore is – one of the best playmakers the Jets have. So I think he's got to get involved. So a speculative ad for, you know, speculative, you know, Sunday morning ad for sure. Um, Greg, what about Matthew Stafford? I don't even know if I have to say that name, but that's a name that was highly drafted. People still might be holding out hope. He was on by, so people might have dropped him, and now they're picking him up. Is that a name yeah. that you, you are snip-snipping? Yeah, I'm also snip-snipping him as well. Um, especially for the quarterback position is probably the easiest position of snips because you could always find a replacement every week to week, uh, season long. Like, yeah, I could, it's, it's pretty easy to, to make those decisions. So um, just Cooper Cup is literally the only person I want on this offense. Uh, yeah, Daryl Henderson, you know. Okay, we'll yeah, Daryl, give you Daryl Henderson. Yeah, yeah, Daryl Henderson, you're right, you're right. Um, AJ Dillon, is he a snip snip? It's tough because he's attached to Aaron Jones, and it's hard for me to cut someone that is an instant RB one in an offense in a position that you know you, you we always say you always say that they get injured every week. I mean, obviously, <laughs> one one falls every week, man. So I, I can't. I I got to keep him. I got to hold it. Hold down. Yeah, I I agree with that one as well. Um, he's 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 at the very <clears throat> bottom of your bench. Like yeah, you know, like you know, if you need a spot, he might be the next person to go. Uh, just because he's he's literally just an insurance policy running back only right now. Um, AJ Dillon, Alexander Madison, and Khalil Herbert. Well, Khalil Herbert looks well, like he has yeah, standalone value now. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, Allen Robinson had a big game before the bye week. Are you chasing that, or are you gonna like let that be fool's gold? On the yeah, I, I need to see that again. I want to see two two weeks of that. <laughs> two straight weeks. Data. Yeah, nah, yeah, I can't. I'm not going back to that well until, <laughs> especially because of what we went through with Allen Robinson last year. I think that's probably a lot. You know. He's got to he's got to make up this year and last yeah. year to us. Yeah. I feel like we've gave him a we gave him a long leash for cutting him, so we got to give him like you know he's got to earn our trust back. Like, yeah. Um, and I think that's I think that's really it right now. Um, I think pretty. Oh, Drake London, that's the last one because that's one that I'm I struggle <sighs> with. Yeah, so much talent there, man. So he was, <laughs> he was balling early in the year too, like so you know it's possible. It's possible on this team. 
not like you know Kyle Pitts or you know it's. I think I'm stashing so for for a couple more weeks. I guess my thing is is like because they're tied for the division lead with Tampa Bay. That's not good. <laughs> that means he thinks that whatever he's doing is working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last week they lost. I went on a rant, Greg, but last week they yeah. lost, and my man threw the ball 13 <clears> times, 13 in pass attempts in a loss. Not not a, a 16-19 loss. You lost 17-35 against Joe Burrow, who had 300 passing yards and three touchdowns at half, and you threw 13 pass attempts. That's brutal, man. That's brutal. Like, I have to wonder, is the math going to math eventually, right? Like, or is this going to, is this how it's going to be? Well, if they fire him and they get a new coach, we know they're going to be passing the ball crazy. <laughs> they, why would they fire him? They're like first in the division right now. He's not getting fired. <laughs> oh, man, no. Oh man, it's still- my man thinks he has. My man thinks he's still calling plays for Tennessee, and he's got Derrick Henry back there. <laughs> well, hopefully they go on like a uh, like eight game losing streak, and they'll probably throw the ball a combined forty times in that span. <laughs> <laughs> so. Brutal, man. This offense is brutal. So we're gonna hold Drake London then. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs is he a snip snip? Yeah. He's upset. Yeah. Alec Pierce, are you holding on? You know, we know the quarterback change is, is here with Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger. Are you willing to wait a week? I'm willing to wait a week on Alec Pierce. I like him as a player and a fantasy asset. Uh, Robert Woods is, <clears throat> I mean, he, he's probably on waivers, but he got picked up, dropped, picked up. Like, are you, any interest there? Yeah, this identity is true to who they are. I mean, they bring in a new flashy receiver every year. And I mean, AJ Brown's the only one at work, but they try Julio, Robert Woods. Like it's just not, it's, it's Derrick Henry or nothing, man. And they said, no, AJ Brown, we can't pay you all that money. You see what we're paying Derrick Henry. <laughs> we'll ship you off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, I mean, we'll... they'll still win that AFC South though. So there you go. I, I mean, look, look at that division. Yeah. Yeah, teams can't even beat themselves. Like literally, you got Houston and Indy tying in week one. Like, <laughs> um, all right, let's let's call this one a day. Um, much appreciated, everybody. We appreciate you vibing with us and kicking it with us on this wonderful Wednesday evening. Just please make sure you rate, review the podcast, however you're watching, however you. Along with a London game, so make sure you tap in, Greg. Why are you shaking your head at these London games? No, this specific London game. Oh, this specific London game. It's basically I mean, another Denver, not you know, prime time game. Like it's another one. Like <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, <laughs> I gotta start my morning like that. My morning. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe it's one of those where you like. You're still laying in bed and you just got it on. You're not really watching. Right, right, yeah. I like so that, you yeah. Close your eyes, you can hear it, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, looking at my lineup. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah. It's refreshing fantasy, like, yeah. You know, um, 
All right, y'all. Well, we'll catch y'all tomorrow. Break down all these 1 p.m. games and this uh, dreaded London game. And then obviously we'll see y'all on Saturday when we break down the remaining slate of games and give out some starts of the week. And I try to get another game up on Greg and, and get money. So until then, until next time, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Good everybody. Have a good day. Yeah.